The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Welcome to this episode of Hunting Home. Blake Hunter is with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Ambassador Real Estate, offices in Council Bluffs and Omaha. Blake, thank you very much for your time, and you brought a fun guest in today. Yeah, um, not really sure where to even start. We've talked already a little bit that this might not be the real estate podcast episode, but we're going to talk about business and talk about networking and talk about some things that helped me along the way here. And Todd, you're already familiar with uh, Vivian um, of Tandem Works, but she's joining us here in the studio today. And Vivian's just an interesting person, very creative. She thinks very, um, I've learned very differently than how I think, which has been very beneficial to me um, in my business because she was able to bring out some, even some questions that I had never asked myself. Um, and it sounds like she's probably done that for you as well, Todd. Well, Vivian, you remember, you're the reason that Blake and I even know each other, yeah, that's right? right? Because you were the one that introduced us at a business meetup at your facility, Tandem Works. Yeah, which is one of my favorite things to do is when we host events or we're just at events, because sometimes I'm not sure where to put my hands. I'm like, okay, what I can do is start introducing people. Mm-hmm. You know so-and-so, you know so-and-so, you should talk. Well, you asked me what it was that I did, and I was very early on in the podcasting thing, and I had a few clients, but not a lot, and we were doing everything remotely. The facility we're sitting in didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, wait a minute, I got somebody for you to meet. Yeah. Is he here? And you're looking around, is Blake here? And it was just like that. And, and Blake and I, we talked a little bit. And it wasn't as if it was just suddenly, you know, fireworks going off and we were ready to go. Yeah, no, it took it like took a while before we got, yeah, we took a while before we got this going. But I think that that was the right way to go about it. Yeah, it was. I mean, looking back on that point, I had met with you and I really want to talk about the, the strategy. But I think I had met with you guys around the same time or maybe just before that to do the strategy session and then talking about that in, in business and then getting out and networking a little bit more, going to some different places that I probably didn't at the time think about that I needed to be as far as networking events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to those and then running into you, Todd, and meeting you, the podcast idea or doing something a little bit out of the ordinary for our business um, was always in the back of my head and I wasn't quite sure how to do that. Um, so then meeting you is kind of like, okay, that makes sense. I could do that. Became a little more attainable. And then as things progressed, and I know we ran into each other several times after that at, at some more advanced Southwest Iowa meetups and then you know later on at the Council Plus Business Connection, but that original meeting kind of helped progress things to get to where I was you know, like, yeah, let's do a podcast. I think that's a good idea. Well, Vivian, you're, you and Michaela are very good at, at the business strategy, as, as Blake's talking about, but networking's a huge part of that, and it all ties in together, and you opened my eyes just the way you did with Blake, that how much is involved with this, and after talking with you, it's like, why didn't I think of that before? But there's so many things I didn't think about that you, both you and Michaela are just so good at. Yeah, networking is a huge piece, and so... 
putting together communication and marketing strategies and roadmaps, that is often a piece that will end up on a strategy. Not all of them, because they are very custom. But I remember, Blake, you know, when you were there, one of the things we did is we actually put together a list of who does Blake need to know that he mm -hmm. might not already, as well as what could be some events or organizations and things to get involved with. Because mm -hmm. when we were talking and asking some of those questions and just kind of digging into what you've been doing, that was a piece that we recognized really early on was Blake's awesome and you have such great character and you're part of the community, but you hadn't necessarily been integrating into all of the different, you know, opportunities out there or meeting. It's so funny too with small communities because Council Bluffs a fairly small community. Mm -hmm. You can start to think you sort of like know everyone. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I definitely had that and I'm saying that in a negative way is that I felt like I did know a lot of people already and that I almost didn't have to do that. But, oh, my gosh, I mean, I, I every day I wake up, I realize how many people I don't know. Um, and then especially getting into these, you know, different groups and networking differently than I probably had thought about it in my head has been so beneficial for me. I mean, just thinking about it now, like I was telling you just out in, out in the lobby here at the studio was – I don't even realize some of the things that I'm doing that you told me I should do. But once you told me, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like I was just thinking about the council as a business connection. I hadn't even, I mean, I hadn't even considered that before. And then the opportunity came and I knew I needed to say yes, I needed to do it. It's hard for a realtor to get into a, a referral group like that. They're all full. Yeah. You know, every referral group in town has a realtor in it. So when I first got there, oh, there's Blake. Yeah. You know, and, and it was you that was there. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is, this is synergy here. This is, yeah. this is everything clicking into place. Yeah. Um, so Vivian, before we go any further, would you explain to anyone who doesn't know what you do at TandemWorks? Sure. And in the context of this conversation, probably important to, to point out what we, what we engaged with was our communications and a marketing roadmap strategy mm -hmm. sessions. And what that really entails is we have a business owner or their uh, owner and their team, depending on the size of the company organization. You come in and we unpack with you, what have you been doing for marketing or communications? Um, what do you love? That, what's been working? What's been a struggle? What would you like to see happen? What are goals that you have? We it's it's always interesting because I think people go, oh, they're gonna tell me to like up my Facebook game, you know, mm -hmm. marketing. Like, oh, I should get some ads or something. And what's really fun is as we go through that first session. I mean, we sometimes dive into financials or we dive into personal goals. It really just depends on the company or the organization. But making sure we truly understand. What do you want? What are you trying to design? What's the life you're either trying to design, the company, the team, the client experience that you're trying to design? And we have a formulaic way of working through that, but sometimes we go off we go off the map a little bit mm -hmm. because it's just appropriate. And then at the end of that, our team takes all that information and we actually craft a an actual roadmap. And so that roadmap is a checklist. And so it's funny because I just wanted to say real quick, one of the things, Blake, on your checklist that we put on there was to see if you couldn't become a guest on a podcast because we like, we like baby steps. <laughs> and he's like, forget this. I'm just going to start a podcast. And I was like, yes, like hell yes. 
Yeah. So you can go check that one off if you want. We've got the, yeah, we've got the guest handled too. Yeah, you've done that as well. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. But it is an actual checklist, you know, mm-hmm. and you're making a checkbox sign here. It is meant for that, where it is very step-by-step, break it down, phase it out, because so often what we struggled with, people would come to us and say, well, yeah, I, ha- I have a marketing strategy. And we're like, great. When was the last time you looked at it? Not yeah. They don't. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm guilty of that too, even with the roadmap. But I guess what's, what, what was beneficial for me was to think outside of the box a little bit and to have somebody ask me the questions to make me think about it because I couldn't get out of my, my one lane that I was mm-hmm. thinking in. And when you're asking me questions and then asking me questions in a different way than I would ask myself, like what, you know, as far, especially with like service, like what do you want to offer and what do you want that to look like? It's like, I needed somebody to ask me that out loud and then give an answer out loud to be like, okay, that's what that should look like. That's what that should sound like. And then it just, it just, I, like I said, I'm guilty of not going back and checking the box on the roadmap, but I, it's like, I know it. Mm-hmm. I know the map in my head. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're moving in the right direction. I know when I'm going in the right direction. I know when I'm when I'm kind of stalled out too. Yeah, and that's probably the second piece I would say that our team offers with some clients. And it, again, it's very customized, so it, it needs to fit. But we will do a service after a roadmap session where we'll even just kind of be that accountability piece mm-hmm. too. Because, you know, you get in your business, it is hard to reference back to things, especially if you don't have a system in place already for it. And so with some of our clients, we either, like um, iOS Foundation right now is one we're working with. And though we didn't have a roadmap strategy session with them, that sort of evolved organically in that case. We are embedded on their team for a period of 9 to 12 months. And with another client, we meet with them every other week. And so we're just there to make sure that they're staying on track if they have questions along the way. Blake, I know for you, we had kind of talked even before you came in for your session that you were probably going to self-execute, that you weren't necessarily looking for something past that. But part of the service we offer is that we try to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really fun. And you're, we were talking about this earlier. You're one of our super fun clients because, and we still consider you a client because yeah. of that relationship. But it's so fun. Like we'll see you do something that we talked about. And like you said, you might be kind of doing it naturally now. And it's fun to send you a PM over Instagram. Be like, hey, I saw you did this post. Mm-hmm. And then we can't help ourselves. Sometimes we give a little feedback too. Yeah. and you. But that's that's really cool. Michaela, you know, she'll send me a message every once in a while and, and like compliment me on how I used a, a picture or something like that. And, you know, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm still, we're moving in the right direction still. Like if they, if they think I'm doing the right thing, then I, I must be doing the right thing. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, you know, as you saying, well, first of all, thank you for the compliments, but I still feel like, yeah, I still feel like you guys are like in my corner. And I know that if I was like, okay, I need advice on some something, then I would, I could easily go to them and, and ask them for that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, we build it in actually now. And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but we actually have built it in formally now since working with you. And, so, and that was a little while back now, but we actually have it formally built in so that clients know that we will be checking in and following up and that they'll hear from us mm-hmm. through email because we were doing it naturally. But I think that's important for people to know that it's not, okay, here's your plan. Yeah. And if you're not going to engage us after this, well, see you later um, because that's just not the way we work. Mm-hmm. Um, for one thing, we can't help ourselves. 
But two, I think it, it's a disservice, and it's one that we've seen over and over again with similar types of service providers like ours, where if they're like, well, if I can't attach a billable rate to it, we just don't do it. Yeah. And, you know, we do need to pay our bills. And so there are times where we'll have clients who they have really heavy needs. And so we're just really upfront with them and say, hey, we can help you, you know, with this, or I can shoot you a couple email ideas. If you want to take this a step further, let's set up something formal. And, and this is what that would look like from a rate standpoint. Yeah. You know? And that's what was really beneficial for me was, you know, and I've, I've talked to Todd about this stuff too, even with like running like a radio ad, for example, is like when you are a quote unquote business owner, you can spend money in a million different directions. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a big corporation that has this huge marketing budget. And so like for you, you know, when I was coming to you guys, I'm like, I know I need to do this. It's an investment I need to make, but, you know, I can't afford to do this like full blown, Mm -hmm. you know, hire you with all the, all the weapons that you have. I got to have like, this is what I got to have for now. Right. And so that was really helpful for me because I knew I needed to do like this and this, but I didn't need to pay for the full package because I didn't think that, well, number one, couldn't afford it. Number two, would it have been great? Yeah. But I knew what I needed for the time. And, you know, like I said, as a business owner, you have to be like very particular about where you spend your money because, I mean, there's there's so many different directions that, you know, you can spend it in. Well, and I would even say, you know, just to push back a little bit on would it have been great? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Like, it, it would have been terrible yeah, in yeah. that. I mean, on the one hand, I appreciate it. Like, thank you. I'm glad you yeah. think that would have been great. But it is one of the things that we take seriously is that we need to help and be an advisor there as business owners ourselves mm-hmm. of if you did if you did engage every tool in our toolbox, it would it would financially not make sense. Like, it would be yeah. terrible on that end, right? Like, we could take all of your money Mm-hmm. And and fairly and actually provide the services in that, but there can be too much too fast. Yeah. And then the second piece of that we really look at and weigh, it's not just the resource of money and dollars, but the resource of time and like how much time do you want to spend on this? And do you have any team? Do you have assistance? Is this going to be all you? And so we help with that piece as well so that like, sure, could we do everything that is within our tool belt? Yes. But on the flip side of that, no, because people only have so much capacity mm-hmm. and you can burn out or it's just too much to keep up with. And if your mental state goes down because you're like, well, I can't keep up on all this, then you're like, you don't do any of it. Yeah. And that's terrible. Yeah. And so we're really careful about that. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, same with money. It was with your time and energy. There's so many different things you can do. You know, for me, that was another thing is like I felt like I was going and trying to go in a million different directions or I mm. thought that there was a, all these different things I should be doing when I was like, okay, let's focus on this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And let's put our, my time and energy and focus into that and do it well mm-hmm. and cut some of the extra stuff that I wasn't maybe doing that well or I didn't feel like that were really benefiting me. I think people are often really surprised when they come in and they are expecting. I I especially notice it with teams, although I won't say entirely. It can be solo business owners too. I can tell and sense they really are expecting this like onslaught of. 
and this and this and this and this. And they're really surprised when we say, yes, let's dream huge. Let's put it all on the board. But when we actually present them the plan, they look at it and they're like, oh, I thought you were going to tell me every channel. I thought you were going to tell me to do everything now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we've actually told clients like, you know, you probably should never use that. What? Like I've seen it all over the internet. Like I have to have a TikTok. And I'm like, nope, you don't need one. Well, there's been times, Vivian, that you've checked in with me and uh, sometimes it's just, hey, how's everything going? Is there anything we can help you with? Other times you've checked in and said, Hi, how's the website coming? Yeah. How, how are you getting there? Because I think you went to the website and saw I hadn't really done anything. So I mean, you, yeah, you just called me out. <laughs> so My nice way of saying, hey. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we gave you this information, but at the same time, you're very diplomatic about it and you do it in a way that is not finger pointing or hey you should be doing this or you know just kind of a nudge hey let's bring you back over here again i know you're busy but this is still important and for me that was very beneficial that i was able to jump on and oh i better okay I'm, i'm focused now i'm gonna get this done and it was your reminders that did that as opposed to just some kind of general you know which I mean, what's the answer with how's everything going? Good. That's what your answer is. Right. So, but that's not how uh, you guys approached it. And I found that to be very, very helpful. That's great. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Glad to hear that. A little accountability. Check exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah. and you know, it's funny. I know one of the things we talked about was the scheduling and having a booking link. Right. And it can, like, these things can feel like just not important. And then you start doing it. And Blake, I think about you, you know, one of the things you came in, you're like, I really just feel like this video piece. I know it's just like sitting there, but it feels like a huge thing to overcome. And now that you're doing it, I know in some of our chats back, I'm like, it's, it's really been beneficial Mm -hmm. and it's working and yeah, it took a bit to get into it. Sometimes we kind of sit there and we stall for a while, but having somebody who goes, yeah, like, just go for it. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the video aspect. I would say even more than that, what was, you know, if you would have asked me a year ago, what would be, was even more intimidating than that was a podcast. I mean, mm. if I, if someone's like, you should do a podcast, I'd have been like, okay, I mean, wh- where do I even start? Who, do, what do I, I don't even know the first thing about it. We talked early, Blake, <clears throat> and, and one of your main concerns was what topics am I going to have? And, yeah. and I need to have this many topics. I mean, if, if we're doing this many episodes, I need this many topics. And no, you don't need them all. Yeah. It's going to come to you because you're still doing your job. So that means stories are still coming. Mm-hmm. Concerns are still coming out. Things you want to address is going to continue to evolve just the way that it did before you ever started. Yep. And I think that now that we are, you know, we're past episode 15. I mean, I think this is episode 16. You've yeah. been doing this for a little while. And now you're not nervous coming in here. No, I mean, that's <laughs> that's what I was really getting at is you just got to dive in sometimes and and then those things, you know, there's still a lot of things that I'd like to do better. There's things I'd like to try. But when you, I knew that these were a couple of things that were on the list and then just going for it and saying yes and committing to it, then it just gets that much easier the next time you do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's all been, all been positive. I have a question for you. Okay. I'm just curious. We, we've worked with a couple of real estate-related clients, various mm-hmm. aspects of that. And do you feel like it's harder? And everyone's be like, no, it's harder in my industry, that kind of thing. But 
I think there's a uniqueness to the real estate industry of you're like on almost 24-7, it feels like. Like, I know when we purchased our house or when we've done commercial spaces, like our agents have been so available at strange hours and then they've got to come. Even when we get off the phone, I know they're still working on the paperwork. Do you feel like it's additionally overwhelming to be on essentially 24-7-ish plus a little nap here and there having to do all this paperwork, having to do these showings on the phone. You're, you also have to be like diplomatic all the time. And then you add in this marketing piece. Like it feels like that would be just so overwhelming for people in the real estate industry. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's something you have to accept early on if you're going to be successful. But I, the overwhelming part, I like the marketing part. I mean, I, you know... When when there's the aspect of hiring somebody for to run your social media and help you do those things, like I have, I don't really have as if someone was really good at it and they could do that for me, sure, and I could afford to pay someone to do that, great. But I I get enjoyment out of it, so I don't really even want someone to do that. I like the marketing part of it, and then with the just the regular day to day stuff, that's just part of the job that I also enjoy. So I don't feel overwhelmed by that time commitment. I think the times that I get overwhelmed is when it's the times that there is not anything to do. Mm. And it's like, I'm like, what should I be doing right now? When sometimes I don't need to be doing anything. Mm. It's like when you're at home at night, there's <laughs> no one calling you. You know, the winter is probably the worst time, I would say, probably for a lot of real estate agents because the market does tend to slow down. Sure. And I think it's that what should I be doing right now? And then it's that if you didn't have that full day in of your regular day-to-day activities, you feel like you need to like finish that input for the day. And it's like, sometimes you don't know when, when to stop. And then it's like, what, and then you waste time doing things that maybe you don't even really need to be doing. That's where I feel that kind of that, I don't know if it's being overwhelmed, but it's kind of like, I don't know when to just be like, okay, enough is enough. Let's restart. Let's find something that's actually that my energy's, you know, being used in the right direction because you can only prospect so long. You can o- you can only, you know, work on your social media for so long before you're just like, I've had enough mm-hmm. for now. So yeah, that's that's I think that's my biggest challenge with being I don't know, it's not really necessarily available to people. But it's just being like just in the in that mindset all the time. That's interesting. I think it's a common thing, though, in the entrepreneur world. Like, I mean, let's be honest, Blake, you're an entrepreneur. That's what you are. I mean, yes, you have a you work under a brokerage, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, but you work for yourself. It whether you succeed or fail is one hundred percent on you. It's difficult to unplug mm-hmm. and to just be able to turn it completely off because. There's always something to do. Yeah. Always. Sure. That that duty list is never gone. Mm-hmm. So t- if you have that skill to just step away because you have to recharge and you have to give your brain a chance to rest and the rest of you a chance to rest. So if you have that ability to do that, I think that it makes you much more productive during the on times. At least that's my opinion. I'm not always successful at it, but you know, 
I would yeah. guess, Vivian, it's the same for you. I mean, you're a business owner, so uh, we've talked about it before that you go on a trip, your computer's with you. And, you know, if, you're, if your husband is driving, you're working on your computer and getting stuff done. It's difficult to unplug because there's always something. It has gotten better, but for sure. And, you know, a piece of it is I love it. Like, I love to work. It's I get up in the morning and my brain's going, you know, and then I have to thank goodness for Telegram. Telegram's an app that we use to message internally on our team. So it's kind of like our work text messaging, and you can schedule messages. So I will send messages to our entire team at 4 or 5 a.m., but they don't get it till like 9, 10, because I'm just like on and ready to go. But I would say travel is definitely one of the ways that I am able to disconnect. It takes me like one to two days to really like, go. okay, my brain is shut off. Our team has really helped me with that, to be able to feel like I can Mm -hmm. do that. But I I agree, and sometimes I find myself needing something. Like we were talking before we jumped on here, like watching Yellowstone on Netflix, you know, like, because my brain just can't stop, and so I have to find something to distract myself. And even then, I will sometimes be on my phone, like, okay, I had this idea, and I think, and I'm like sending a message, and I'm, it happens all the time. Because dang it, those shows spark ideas. And then I'm like, oh, we could use that in our next roadmap, you know, session or whatever. It's just crazy. So. Yeah. I was just thinking when you were talking about, like, leaving town, that is a really hard thing to do in this industry oh. because you can ask any real estate agent. They're like, if you want to stir up a little business, just go out of town because that's when people will call you. Really? It's just like, it's just a thing that happens when you yeah. get on. You get away from home, it's like all of a sudden the, uh, somebody calls <laughs> you and boom. they're like, hey, I have a million-dollar house I want to list. It's just it's just <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, but I oh, need we'll you over here by 4 this yeah. afternoon. Yeah, so uh, anyway. We'll just let that one pass. No big deal. <laughs> but I will say that that is one of the benefits of having a team is that does – I have some relief that if I'm not available, there's people that are capable of being able to handle things. If I'm not here, huge because you know if you're if you don't have that, I mean, and you want to go out of town for a couple days, and there's a house comes on the market, and you know that especially with the market that we've been in, you might not have two or three days till you get back. Like, have a good time, Blake. We're gonna go with so and so. Yeah, yeah. And so there is that part that's you know you do have to be available, but there is ways you know, and having a team is is really the only way to be able to be like, hey, I'm not there right now, but, you know, I can have so-and-so show it for you or however, you know, that works out. Yeah, it is. It is huge. I would say having a team or I can't, you know, everyone starting a business and they're like, you know, you really need an account, you have an accountant, have a lawyer. There's kind of like those, make sure you have a marketing plan, mm-hmm. things like that. Make sure that you have a virtual assistant. It is not expensive to pay a fair rate, and it will revolutionize your business. We, I mean, I've waited, gosh, I over 10 years before we ever implemented that. Backtrack a little bit. We did hire somebody in a previous company um, who part of her job description was to make sure that there was food that I could eat in the studio, 
And then she would actually come and put it next to me because I wouldn't eat. So that was like kind of close to a virtual assistant, except she was in I would person. say that's like when you know you've made it. Yeah. Oh, I guess. <laughs> or like that your life needs a recalibration. I didn't know you had a personal chef over there. Yeah. It was more like, here's a plate of fruit, you know, or something like that. Because I wouldn't eat it if it wasn't cut up. So yeah. yeah, it makes me sound very high maintenance, but I just wasn't eating. Yeah. And so, but back to what we were talking about, having that somebody who can answer the emails or check it while you're gone or take the phone call. I mean, just take a message. If you don't, you don't have to know how to answer it. Just take the message Mm -hmm. or schedule the Facebook post, you know, things like that. It goes so far. Yeah. I I should think about that. Yeah. Um, So besides the roadmap, um, you guys have done some branding photo sessions Mm -hmm. for me. And then we did some front porch sessions for clients. Yes. And so those are those are fun. Um, I always like to see the photos, you know, when you guys are done, because I don't even know when they're taking place. Most <laughs> yeah. of the time they just show up like, hey, they were out at so-and-so's house and took family pictures. And then same thing with the, with those branding sessions. I know that Michaela did the first one. And that's mm-hmm. another great thing that you guys have been flexible with me is, yeah, they're quote unquote quarterly, but I didn't do them quarterly because I was like, okay, well, I felt like I had enough images to kind of get me through to this point. And then I was like, okay, I could probably do another one. But those were fun too, because like the last one that you did, I had past clients join me in the branding session Mm -hmm. and kind of be actors in that. And it was fun for them and their kids were involved and there was um, like fake cookie baking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They, they did it up too. They did. But that those have been, you know, fun to look back on and then really great to use on social media because they're such high quality. They show, you know, what you're what you're actually doing and they just look professional. They look like they make me look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Should be in a magazine. A little J crew going on. Yeah, they are fun and I, I probably should explain too. So Michaela and I we own one business with two brands mm-hmm. under it. And so we have Tandem Works, which does the marketing, communication, roadmap, strategies, accountability, problem solving, a lot of that. And then we do a lot of like community feedback mm-hmm. underneath that brand. Our other brand is, is separate. It's called Mac and V Photography. And Michaela and I, our roots are in photography. That's how we first met. We like to chuckle about the fact that we met in a dark room. It's fun, cool, <laughs> um, in college. And so... Our backgrounds were in photography, and then it has morphed into these other things that became Tandem Works, but we still have the photo brand. And so your quarterly sessions, like you're talking about those branding sessions and then the front porch sessions, those happened under Mac and V. And we have a slightly different team with Mac and V. There's some overlap. And so that does give us that team flexibility again of McKay was available one time. Me, another, I think um, a gal named Emerson was working for us, Mm -hmm. and she went and did a front porch session And the one thing I'll say about the images is they often are a piece of our roadmap and not just because we have a background in it, but so often people need images Mm -hmm. and it's, it's okay to use stock. Like we are not saying that you cannot ever use stock photos, but I think every business arrives at some point to the conclusion of, I want my story to be front and center. I want my client's story to be front and center. And this image just doesn't represent it. Um, this doesn't look like my client or we're in the Midwest. I don't want palm trees. I can't find a single, yeah. you know what I mean? And so you're trying to find these images. And you're, sometimes you're forcing yourself. And then what happens is you see the same 
dang house on someone else's. And you're like, ah, right? And so people start to recognize that. Again, we don't knock it. We're like, do what you need to do. Use what you have. Take the steps you need to take. But when you can have a branded session, and especially when you're doing social media, it's so important to have a library that you can pull from on the regular. Mm -hmm. And so it will often go onto a roadmap for us. And uh, certainly we offer it, but we never mind when people go, I have a photographer I want to use. Fabulous. Set it up with them. But make sure it's regular because you change. Your clients change. Housing changes. Clothing changes. Styles inside of houses change. So if you're like, yeah, I've had these great, they're high quality images, but they're from five years ago. Like, sorry, friend, they're from five years ago. Yeah. And the wall colors have changed. And so you want to make sure that you look relevant and that you are up to date. Or our favorite one is, I mean, you're kind of catfishing at some point, right? Where they're like, oh, I thought you were 12 years younger. Yeah. And it's like, you're not who I thought. Like, you don't look like your business card. And I do not want to like, you're going to have people who are like, I'm never going to listen to anything from her again. But um, real estate agents are notorious oh. for this. Like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I'll see a billboard or a bus and I'm like, that is not what that person looks like. Mm -hmm. So I think just being comfortable with yourself and then get in front of a camera and do it regularly is important for your reputation because the fact is people do drive by that and I guarantee they look at it and they're like, that's not what, you know, yeah. insert name looks like. Yeah. And I'll say that, you know, doing those branding sessions for me is not the easiest thing to do. Like standing around and having photos <laughs> taken for like an hour is not oh, come on, you love it. normal for me. <laughs> but it's the same thing as like what Todd told me, the, like one of the first times I was in here, he's like, you're the only person that hears your voice that way. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like it, you're, you know, and what do you, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And so now like I feel, um, you know, I feel much more like, yeah, it is what it is. I do look like what I look like. And I've had, you know, really good feedback from, from those from those photos and it is crazy how even the stuff that you guys did like a year ago I look back on I'm like wow that already <laughs> looks it looks older again already so yeah you do have to keep it moving things change and part of it too is I'm I've talked a lot about this like when you're doing your marketing you need to be having fun or people can they can sense it they know that it's yeah. not fun and so if you don't love your images they won't love them either. It's this weird transfer that happens. And I can't even explain exactly why it happens, but you have to be enjoying what you're putting out mm -hmm. there to some extent, right? Or people, they pick up on it. And if you aren't in love with those pictures and aren't proud of them, or you're like, ah, it's a little bit dated, you're not going to want to use it anymore. No. So now you're not going to use it. Now yeah. you don't have those images. Or if you are using it, it kind of translates. It's a waste, yeah. It is. And... The front porch sessions, I think, was a super fun project. That was you would have a client and you would pick the clients that made sense, often with like yeah. a family, I think. Yeah, yeah. Anybody that was like, to me, that made sense. It's like, yeah, they would appreciate having a photo, some photos of their new home with them, like on the front porch. Yeah. You know, that doesn't always work out in every scenario. Like somebody buys an investment property. Right. Not going to give them a front porch session. A giant key. Yeah. They're like holding a giant yeah. key on the but, front. But, you know, with families, um, your first-time home buyers, you know, anybody that makes sense, that was a really – because sometimes it's hard. You know, I like to give somebody, give a client something when they when they do finish the process. 
And sometimes it's hard to, it's, I think maybe especially for a guy, it's hard to find what that good gift is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the person that's going to throw together like this big extravagant gift basket, but I want to give you something that's meaningful and thoughtful and that you'll actually use. And so that's when, you know, when that came up, I was like, yeah, that is actually a great idea. It's it's worth something. And then it's something for, it's actually just another touch in mm-hmm. a way that you, you're, it might not happen for three months after they close. And like the one of the sessions, I'm not sure who did it, but I had my, the people had the, my keychain. Yeah. And they like, the keychain was in a lot of photos, like them holding the key with the keychain and like those were awesome. I mean, it was like, it really embodied everything that for branding, for the showing the people in the picture, that was really kind of like the demographic that I work with mm-hmm. mostly. Um, so it's like everything kind of came full circle for that. And, you know, that was another thing that I could use in marketing. And then they also got some really awesome pictures as first time home buyers. But they absolutely put on their wall and they put on social media and it's creating that delight, right? Like mm-hmm. you've created delight for them. You've given them something of value. And I can't tell you how many people have said, I love this picture of my family in this moment on our front porch. Yep. Because it's truly the snapshot in time. And some of them have gotten really dressed up. And others are like, no, we just want you to capture us how we are. Yeah. And and that's a really neat thing. Mm-hmm. And. It's something actually my husband and I do every year. We get a picture on our front porch because it just commemorates yeah. like the passage of time. And yeah. so it's actually a very neat, I think, legacy piece that you are gifting them. And so I think it's very classy. Yeah. It's cool. Well, Vivian, I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> You've got some I, have to get, I have to get back to my real estate career <laughs> and do a walkthrough here shortly. Oh, so. Um, yeah, we'll have to have you come back, and I'm, I'm going to go back to my roadmap, hopefully check a few more things off, continue with doing all the great things you told me to do. So That's awesome. You have you have a number of things you get to check off. I, uh, I took a peek today. Okay, so. good. I'll have to pull it out. <laughs> Vivian Kavam is co-owner of Tandem Works and Council Bluffs. Blake Hunter he is a realtor with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate Offices in Council Bluffs and Omaha. The podcast is Hunting Home. We thank you very much for listening to this episode and invite you to go back and listen to previous episodes and also look for a new one next week. Until next time, take care.